Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff during a pandemic is even better. Whether you're quarantined with your sugar baby or social distancing by yourself, you can get 50% off your purchase at adamandeve.com when you enter the code CANDY at checkout. And that's not all. Adam and Eve will include 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item all partners can enjoy. Plus, you'll receive six free spicy movies. But the best part is the free shipping. You can get all of this at adamandeve.com using code CANDY at checkout. That's C-A-N-D-Y. So Shelby, what are you getting me? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And today we have a guest. She was a stripper for a while. Her name's Daisy. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Daisy and I actually am still a stripper. Oh, Oh. you're still stripping? Yeah, I've been doing it for 13 years. Wow. Oh yeah. And so you said, you sent us an email and you told us that you have done it in a bunch of different cities, right? Um, Yeah, in three different states. That's so cool. So, um... Why don't we start with, like, how did you get into stripping? Like, what was the catalyst for you to say, oh, I'm going to try this? It's because when I was 18 and 19, I actually had, like, a quote-unquote regular jobs. I worked at Sally's for a little bit and a dry cleaners making minimum wage. And the hometown I'm from, the minimum wage there at the time was five eighty five an hour. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then it went up to six dollars. And this was back in two thousand like man, I don't remember what year that was. See, I was eighteen at the time. Well this was like twelve eleven, twelve years ago. Oh, so and this is like right during the recession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just learned about this. So. That's when I graduated high school. And oh. I remember at the time everyone was scared and yeah, all of that. I remember that. But yeah, minimum wage was and still is pretty low in my hometown. And yeah, I worked had worked at those two different places, not simultaneously. First I was at Sally's, then I was at the uh, dry cleaners. And I was barely surviving. I was eating tuna fish and ramen and I think maybe canned soda. And um if I didn't have the car my parents gifted me when I was 15, I wouldn't have had a car. And at the time, they were still paying for my insurance, thankfully. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to afford that. And I was renting a room from this lady. Um, yeah, I wasn't at my parents' house. And, yeah, I just I couldn't afford anything. And I remember this friend um, I used to have. We went out to eat one time, and, you know, she was able to buy food for everybody and she fed all of us. She was just a really giving person. And come to find out, she was actually stripping at this club in the hometown that I'm from. And it just made me think, you know, yeah, it must be nice being able to eat and feed everybody. Because I, I was practically starving. And, yeah, so my first initial decision was to go and be a waitress. So I applied where she worked, actually. I just felt comfortable since I knew her. So, um, but yeah, they never hired me. I waited for a call. They never called me. And at the time, I had quit my job at the dry cleaners because I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, since I never got the call back for the waitress job, I was like, I I need a job. I need to make money. I got to do something. So I went back and applied to dance and yeah, you know, I got hired that day, and that's how that started. But it took me a while to get used to stripping because I was very, very antisocial. So it took me a while just to learn how to talk to people. So, yeah, it, it kind of took a little bit for me to get some momentum to get, like, a decent income from it just because I had a hard time conversating and stuff. Yeah, um, we've talked to one other stripper before you on the show, and she told us that the way you make most of the money is going into the back rooms and, like, doing personal dances. Was that true for you as well? Yes. You know, it's very odd because I've worked in uh, just topless clubs, and I've also worked in full nude clubs here in Austin. And, 
Yeah, you don't really, no one really tips on stage at the topless clubs. It kind of sucks. Unless if there's someone there that really likes you, then yeah, they'll be tipping you on stage. But for the most part, no, no one really tips on stage at the topless clubs. But at the full nude clubs, yeah, you make really good money on the stage. Um, So yeah, you make money on the stage a lot and from the dances. But yeah, a majority of the, the money you make is from dances, whether it be on the floor or in the VIP room. Do you feel like stripping helped you at all with your shyness or your introvertedness? Um, definitely. Yeah, I can uh, conversate a lot better with people. I still feel like I'm kind of awkward. Like I still have a hard time looking at people in the eyes. But uh, yeah, I have gotten a lot better at it. So that is one good thing I got out of it is that I can conversate with people a lot better than I used to. I could not want a conversation if my life depended on it. When you're talking to people, are they looking at you in the eye? Does that even matter? Or <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm an awkward person, and I just have a hard time looking at people. It's something I'm still working on, and I'm 31 now. Yeah. So I yeah I don't I've always been very introverted and quiet. Like when people from my past uh, see or like they know the job I do now they're like I never thought I would see you here I never thought you would do that because I was the most innocent quiet naive person ever yeah interesting so do you feel like you have to adopt a different persona when you go to work not really just because I'm just real with people um you know I I don't drink or do anything and the way I see it, and I've even had to tell a few people, like, I'm not here to play games. Like, if you're not going to get at least a dance from me, I'm just going to, like, walk away. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't, I, I guess, this is, I don't know if this would be easy to, like, understand, but, like, I'm not there to play games, meaning, like, I'm not there to drink and just... Can I say bad words on here? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Bad words. Yeah, like I'm not here to fuck around with you and just waste time. You're like I'm there, there to, to make money. My, yeah, um, you know, and that's what I'm there for. So, no, I'm just real with people. Like, you know, I'm nice and stuff. I'm not like rude or anything, but, yeah, I'm not there to just be wasting time. Do you feel like, because you said in the email that you sent us that you kind of have a personality that, like people, like you said earlier, people are surprised when they find out that mm-hmm. you're a stripper. Do you feel like that's just a stereotype or are most of the other girls that you strip with very like extroverted and, and sexual? It's funny because I do think that that is somewhat of a stereotype. And I do think that that does depend on like the type of club you work at or go to because I have accidentally worked at some clubs that were kind of more on the ghettoer end. And, you know, some of the girls there were kind of, I don't know the word, like and just getting pretty drunk and just being kind of loud. I don't want to say loud, but like you could just tell that they were, um, they were there always, party. yeah, like they, they always kind of seemed like they acted that way and talked that way just kind of in it. like I, I don't know it's hard to explain like what what I mean by that like you would kind of have to see it but um I have worked at some clubs where the girls are more kind of with the business mindset meaning like we go in and you know we had to um, fill out a w a, you know like the 1099 form for the taxes and we claim what we made at the end of the day um you know for tax purposes so they handle it and we would handle our money more like a business and that's like how the place I'm at right now that's how it is and I like it there and the girls there are really nice and a lot of them don't even drink actually so yeah I feel like it just kind of depends on where you're at yeah I feel like the appeal of drinking would go down significantly if you saw people making bad decisions in a strip club because they were drunk would you say there's any truth to that um, well, sometimes, but then again, you know, there are some people that can drink and they can drink and you can't even tell that they've been drinking. I wish I was like that. If I was, I would drink, but I can't, I get drunk too quick and I get so dehydrated. Like it, it's not good for me for two days. 
Yeah, I'm terrified of hangovers. I'm like known as the Pedialyte queen. I <laughs> always just hydrate a little too much and then the next day I have to pee a lot. Anyways, um, <laughs> going back to coworkers, something I wanted to ask is, I guess at all the places that you know, you've worked at, do the girls get along or does it ever feel competitive? Okay. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, I've come to the realization that when I'm working in a club where the girls are more like working together, meaning like um, like if a girl is giving dances to a customer and she has to go on stage, you know, that's mandatory. You got to go on stage. Some clubs let you pay to skip a stage. Some don't. Uh, that just depends on the club. But um yeah, there has been a few clubs I've worked at where we would work together. And if we were giving dances to a customer and we had to go on stage, we would, you know, wave down like another girl and be like, hey, like I need to go on stage, give them dances and I'll, you know, till I get back or whatever, if you want to stay with him, whatever. So, yeah, it actually works out a lot better. And you everyone makes more money when everyone works together. And then that girl will do that for you in return. You know, it's you know, we kind of like rotate that's so, so cute. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've worked at a couple of places that were like that. But, um, yeah, and it's funny because I feel like more often than not, if there is a girl there that's being, like, catty or, you know, just, like, you can, I don't want to say jealous, but, like, yeah, I guess catty is the right word. Uh, you know, a lot of the other girls are, like, well, why is she being catty? Like, we're all trying to make money, you know. We'll make more money if we do work together. So, yeah, and that, that's why I do avoid the more, like, ghetto clubs. Just because from my experience, I realize a lot of the girls there are argue and fight. But that's just my own personal experience working, accidentally working at a place like that for, like, a day just to try it out because I didn't know any better and that it was like that. So, yeah. That, again, depends on where you're at. So do the girls typically all get ready together? Like in the locker room? Yes. It, yeah. Yeah, we strip down naked in front of each other, and it's not a big deal. Like that Reminds me of high school gym. <laughs> I guess kind of what I'm alluding to is, so have you seen the movie Hustlers? No, I haven't seen it yet, no. It's like pretty good but basically there's the scene where all they're all in the room and they're all like helping each other get ready and it's like oh can you fix my boobs and like help me with my hair or like clip this is that realistic or is it kind of you know gym style where everybody changes down you know casual small talk gets in their outfits and then goes out there I guess how much of a collaborative effort is it I think it depends on if you know any of the girls or not because if you're a new girl at a club, everyone more or less will usually not really conversate with you because they don't know you. But if you give it like, I don't know, maybe two, three weeks, you know, give or take. Yeah, girls will start talking to you. And yeah, there's times when we might ask each other, you know, can you zip me up or can you snap this into place? So, yeah, that does happen and the longer you are at a place, you do start to, you know, accumulate some friendships. Like, you probably won't hang out outside the club, but you guys do talk and, you know, stuff like that. I love women. It makes me so happy. <laughs> do you do you have, like, regulars that come to the club and see you? I, I guess I kind of do, but not really, just because I don't give out my phone number to people, and I do not meet people outside of the club. Like, I don't do that. I um, I go and I work and I leave and it ends right there. So if anyone did or does want to come back and see me, I just tell them the days that I do work and the hours that I'm there, which is I'm only, I only work daytime. I do not do nighttime. I just I can't do that. It, I, I, it's just not for me. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like as far as like regulars go, I feel like I, I've never really accumulated that like that, you know, and I think a big part of it is probably because I don't give them my contact information. So, yeah. Have you ever been in a position where you felt like 
threatened or uncomfortable because a customer was being aggressive with you or they were being too handsy with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've been one time a customer did pick me up off my feet and he slammed me down on the ground. One time a guy bit my face um, and I was on stage and he grabbed, like he pulled me and he, he bit me on my right cheek. I've been hit. I've been slapped. Like I've, I have been, you know, abused in that sort of way. And I guess the more messed up thing is that they never kick these guys out. What? No, they don't kick them out. Like there's even been times where guys have ripped me off and they owed me money. And all, you know, I went to the manager and was like, hey, this guy didn't pay me for the dances. And he just looked at me and said, well, avoid him next time. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the hell? And is that ex your experience at every club in every state and city? Well, um, I did work in Colorado for a couple of, what was it, a couple of months or like one month, two months. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing is when I was in Colorado, I had dreadlocks. I had dreadlocks for five years and not one, the clubs in Colorado do not like girls with dreadlocks. At least not the ones I went to. They told me they couldn't hire me because it would look like they were hiring homeless people. Oh my God, that's so racist. What the hell? Man, Colorado is a state that always tries to act woke and then it's all white. That so. is so racist. Yeah. But um, when I was working in Colorado, um, the one place that did hire me, it was so horrendous. It was so slow and boring there. Like there was no money there. But the good thing about it, and I think Colorado in general, from what I've heard, um, is that when a girl is giving a dance, the bouncer stands like not right there, right there, but kind of at a distance and like watches not all creep style, but, you know, well, you know, he stands, he's, he's watching to make sure you're okay. And there's no touching allowed. So in Colorado, it is different. Oh, but the nude clubs I've worked at, even here in Austin, they are strict with the touching and they will kick guys out. So the full nude clubs, I actually feel a lot safer. It's more of the topless clubs that they just don't care. And during the day, there's no bouncers. So yeah, they just, they, they don't really care here. And in Arizona, it was basically the same way, like no bouncers during the day. And um, yeah, they don't kick people out. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, that makes uh, me so angry. What the hell? So I guess, you know, kind of alluding into my next question, what are some of the differences between working at night and working during the day? Well, during the day, it's mainly older men that are married so they go in there get their dances and leave and older men are just be <laughs> they're better <laughs> like usually you know they're not like trying to be so handsy or you know trying to get stuff for free of course there's exceptions but yeah it during the day it's like that but during the nighttime it's more like younger guys and I don't even want to deal with that. And younger, <laughs> I know this isn't true for everybody because there has been times I've like gone to a young guy and made like a couple hundred off of him, you know, like, and I mean like a good amount, like three to $600 off that one guy. And he was some young guy. So this isn't, this doesn't apply to every young guy, but just in my experience, a lot of young guys don't have money. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, but I have been surprised, though. So I do go to every person. I don't look at a person. I'm like, oh, he looks like he doesn't have money. Because I don't know. And I have been surprised by the amount of money some people have given me. And they look like complete shit. You know, they just don't look like they would have money. Like, you know, they don't look like they would have money. And sometimes they stink, you know. Like, they just don't look like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that before that like once you get to a certain amount of wealthy, you don't really give a fuck about wanting to look wealthy mm -hmm. anymore. Like it doesn't matter because you have so much money. So they're just like, who cares? They run around in their pajamas. And yeah, yeah that's cool, though. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess I wanted to ask or I guess that, you know, kind of 
somewhat answers my next question of, is there a type of person that you see and you're like, oh, they're going to give me a lot of money? Or is it just always a surprise? Well, I really, really like men in suits. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Fair enough. Me too. And they always smell so good. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> a huge do. plus. Mm-hmm. They always smell so good. Usually, well, I, I've come to realize that a lot of the men in suits um, are lawyers. You know, of course, that's no, not always the case, but they just got out of work. And yeah, I just, I've met a few lawyers um, in the strip club. You know, they'd always come dressed in their cute little suit, smelling good. And they would straight up tell me like, well, I own X amount of law firms and I'm always busy and I have this amount of kids and I'm married and I, I just, I'm really just wanting to party right now. I needed to get out. So yeah. what, what time of day is this? Like 11 a.m.? Yeah. Oh my God. I love yeah. that. that guy, <laughs> like people get very bored with their lives. Like imagine being like, Hey, Jim, I have a few errands I need to run. I'll be back in uh, three hours. Like <laughs> Guys go in during their lunch break. That's crazy yeah. Wait, is that why me. I see so many strip clubs serve food? Um, Maybe. And just for the record, I've eaten a lot of strip club food, and it is actually pretty good. Yeah, so there's a strip club that across from one of my favorite restaurants, and they always have their, like, prime rib special advertised. Mm-hmm. And one day I looked at their menu, and I was like, can I just go to the strip club and order mozzarella sticks? Like, I have heard good things about Yellow Rose's mozzarella sticks. The food's good? I love yeah, that. They are. Um, yeah, like I, I've had a lot of strip club food and it's always been really good. And uh, one of my very good friends, like we're still good friends to this day. Um, when, when I went to go visit my hometown, I stayed with him. And this is going to sound weird, but him and his baby mama and their kid. Now, she's just really cool. Like they're actually like polyamorous people. And I'm not successful co-parenting. Yeah. Like they're just awesome. Like the entire time I was there and not one argument, they were cool. And they were like, you know, if it doesn't work out for you in Austin again, come back. We don't want you to be homeless. You know, and that's the baby mama told me that she was like crying when I left. That is so sweet. But I actually met that guy from the first strip club I ever worked at in Corpus and he was the cook. So knowing that it's like, he takes so much pride in his work, like, you know, so he would never, I know people say things like, oh, yeah, you buy strip club food. Yeah, the cook is coming and he put his cum in it. It's like, no, like they, they actually they do take pride in their work. That's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people really like to think sex is dirty. So if you're paying for sex, it's dirty no matter where you are. And that's definitely not the case, Right. you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so I'm curious about, uh, you said like Colorado for sure, you felt like there was a difference in uh, strip clubs there, but like how does it compare to other places that you've been in? Like what's your favorite place that you've stripped or favorite city? Um, Actually, it is here in Austin because a lot of, well, all the clubs here are pretty different and they're in completely different locations and there's topless clubs here and full nude clubs. So you have a lot of options. So I, I do like dancing here a lot. Um, and, you know, I, right now I'm actually working up north. And that I, I love it there where I'm at up north. I That's always been my favorite club I've ever worked at because they're, the managers are always really nice to us. They treat us with respect. And... I feel like there's very minimal issues there. And I think the reason for that is because the manager is on his feet all day and he literally goes to every guy that's sitting like that goes in there and he's sitting down and he goes up to him, introduces himself and shakes their hand. So I think that because of that, the guys don't, you know, they're not going to not pay me. And there's really no issues there because of that reason, because they kind of establish that relationship with another man that's there, you know? So I think that's why. And that's the only club I've ever worked at where they do that. That's interesting. It is, and But during the day on Fridays, there's usually like 100 girls there. Yeah. It's fun. That's so okay. cool. So Shelby and I would like to go to our first strip club. Any advice for women going into strip clubs? Kind of, are women, I've heard there are some strip clubs where women aren't allowed. It's just men. 
Well, I did hear, well, I wouldn't say it's only men because um, there is one club I know of here. Um, I've heard that, um, and it's south. Uh, I heard that they won't let a woman go in there by herself. She needs to have like a male escort. I don't know why they would even do that. It's kind of stupid. But um, as far as I know, that's the only one that's like that. All the other clubs here are like, you know, whatever. Especially if you have a friend that works there, you can be like, oh, yeah, we're you know, so-and-so's friend. And, yeah, we just came to hang out. Came to support. Yeah. So you guys have never been to one before? No, I've never been to I, a strip club. My, oh, wow. My mom <laughs> really wants, she told us to get business cards and go to a strip club and everything. I think the number one thing I'm worried about is I'm broke. Like, how much is a reasonable amount of money to take into a strip club? Because I guess I would feel bad coming in and being like, oh, I only have like, I don't know, $50. Cause I feel like it's more expensive than that. So. Well, it really just depends. Like you guys could straight up go into the strip club and sit at the bar and, you know, um, I don't want to say like no one's going to approach you like all rude or anything, but you know, like me personally, I really don't mess with guys that are sitting at the bar just because usually they're just there to drink. That's not always the case, but I just, yeah, I really, oh, and I don't go to groups. I only go to guys sitting by themselves because every time when it comes to groups, I feel like I, I've always had issues. Like there's always that one guy that wants to joke and, you know, pick on the girl that's sitting with them. And then there's the other guy that laughs about it. And then the rest of the friends are just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> I've just noticed that's that so... there's, there's always that one guy that has to put on a show for everybody and make fun of the girls, you know. And, Always. But um, so back to your question. Uh, yeah. So the bar is an option. Uh, but uh, keep in mind, though, that I think is this I, this might only be in Texas. I'm not sure. But some of the clubs here, you do have to pay a little bit of money to get in. Yeah, a but cover I think, a cover makes yeah sense. a cover charge a cover charge. I think it's different everywhere. I I'm not too sure, and it might be different on different days, and probably the time of day too. And some clubs have a two drink minimum, so makes sense. Yeah, but you guys could go in and sit at the bar, or if you sit at a table, like what like there's girls that go into strip clubs and just you know they just hang out and just watch like all the time. Sometimes they get dances. Sometimes I've given dances to females. You know, and always for me, I always feel like I'm going to break her because guys are so, like, bigger. And if I give a dance to a girl, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, like, kick you. Like, accidentally hit you in the wrong place and <laughs> accidentally scrape you with my heel. Because guys, if I do accidentally step on their foot or something, they're like, oh, I didn't even feel that. They're <laughs> a little turned on, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Can I say something Keep going. about that? Keep oh, going. Yes, yes. <laughs> Please. But, oh, I miss this guy so much. Actually, this was in Austin. I haven't ran it since I moved back. I haven't ran into him uh, recently. But this guy used to go into, and it's the club I'm at now. He used to go in and he would pay me to squash his balls with my heel. With you. I've heard of that. The, the stiletto part or the like platform part? The stiletto, the ah! heel. Yeah, and he would be like, do it harder. And we would be sitting on the booth, and I'd have my leg up, and he would say, you know, do it harder. You're not doing hard enough. And I would kind of get to a point. At first, I was kind of scared. I was like, I'm going to bust one of his balls. <laughs> but no, that didn't happen. And, yeah, he would pay me for that, and he would pay me pretty well. But, yeah, there's some guys that want that. How uh, often does that happen? Um, was that like the only time or has this happened several times? Nope. There was actually another guy when I worked at the full nude club I was at. Now this guy, he liked, um, really domineering females. He wanted me to be mean to him and he wanted me to sneeze in his face and cough on him and Ew. like weird. And that's just unsanitary. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know what his issue was, but he actually got like a kick out of that like like slapping like being mean to stepping on balls that makes sense but sneezing jesus yeah. I, I don't know God. people i guess actually people in general just like some weird things i don't know but i think 
that might have been really the only two, but they actually, yeah, those were kind of reoccurring guys um, every so often. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really like calling people like my customers just because the way I say it is no customer is mine because it's up to the customers themselves to choose what girl they want. And, you know, I don't, I, I'm not possessive like that because that's just, you know, I can't, um, what's the word? claim that person so but yeah yeah those were two people I saw multiple times interesting we the last stripper I talked to said that she had done that before where she stood on some guy's balls because he asked her to and then she said one time a guy was like I just want to watch you eat a steak in front of me and she was like cool yeah I've I've heard that too I haven't met somebody like that but I've I've heard that too that um there's like I've heard in- instances where the guy just wanted to watch her eat and he would pay her to watch her eat. Like they would order food and he would watch her eat and he, you know, he'd pay for the food and stuff. But yeah, that's another good thing about working at a club where they serve food because, you know, if someone wants to pay you for that, yeah, why not? Meal. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely would love to go to a strip club. I almost went, when I, I had some friends who were strippers that were visiting and we were going to go see them strip, but I was dating a guy at the time who was like, I don't want you going to a strip club. Da, 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 da. It, it turned out like it was a really busy night, so they weren't even going to get on stage anyways. But that was the only opportunity I've ever had to like go to a strip club. So I'd really love to like experience, especially because we have this podcast. So I feel like <laughs> we yeah. definitely need to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I didn't know you guys hadn't um, actually ever been to one that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. we're virgins. We're strip club virgins. Definitely not virgins. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any advice for anybody who might be thinking about becoming a stripper? Well, I would just say that, um, hmm. well, it might help to, you know, at least learn how to conversate a little bit. Like my thing is, is that I will sit with a guy for one song and if he doesn't want anything like a dance after that one song I will get up and leave like that's how quick I am you know I um hmm. I don't know why I'm having a brain fart right now when it comes to that kind of advice like yeah, yeah I mean I would just say that if you want to make a lot of money you, you got to be quick because if you hesitate for like a second and there's like a customer in there and you hesitate for a second, someone else could get them and there goes potentially $200, $500 for all you know. And yeah, I mean, there is, you know, potentially good money in it, but it you really only get out of it what you put into it because if you're just sitting on your ass in the locker room or just sitting on your ass at the bar drinking or not, um, you're probably not going to make money unless if someone walks up to you and pays you for your time to just hang out with them. And that does happen. Like, I, I love that. Like, I, there's been multiple times where I met this random guy and he just paid me hundreds and hundreds, like up to a thousand, just to sit there for my shift of like 11 a.m. to 4 or 5 p.m. just to hang out with them, you know. So there is some people that go in there that just want that interaction, And, oh, another, another type of guy I do like is usually, I notice this is usually with like bigger guys. It's so sweet. A lot of times they just want to cuddle and they take you to the VIP and they just want to like hold you like that. And you don't even like, you know, move and, or even dance on them. And they're just, it's sweet. in the VIP room. I would love to be paid to cuddle people. That sounds amazing. It is, and it it feels really good afterwards because it's like, oh, well, he was probably, like, lonely, and he just went to cuddle. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of endorphins that get released while you're doing that, too, so, like, it's mutually beneficial. That's so cool. I have, like, a list of questions that I've thought of as we go through. Have you ever seen anybody cry in a strip club? Oh, well, yeah. Over Uh, what? Someone not paying them. Oh, that's that fair. Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. Like one time, you know, this guy literally ran out the door and jumped in his car and left and owed this girl like $200. Jesus. And yeah, I mean, that 
and I, I think she had been drinking at the time that day too. So of course she was being a little bit more emotional, but that would upset. Honestly, it's happened to me before. I would and cry. I did cry. Yeah, I did cry, but I got kind of lucky. And um, this guy, his, his um, debit card wasn't going through in the ATM because he was in from out of state and it was a Sunday. <laughs> and yeah, he owed me like, a good amount. It, it was like one fifty, two hundred dollars, and um, yeah, he ended up leaving, and I got upset. I was like, "He's not gonna come back," and he actually came back. Aww. He brought back his friend with him, and I think you know he told his friend like, "Hey, I owe this girl money," and his friend like, you know, kind of fronted him, and he gave me the money. So yeah, I got lucky, but usually that, you know, there's a fat chance that that won't happen, and they'll just run off. Respect women and respect sex workers. Yeah. God, men are the worst. So has a man ever cried in a strip club, like, to a dancer? Um, well, I wouldn't say, like, um, like tearing, crying, but I have uh, met some men that did, you know, talk to, me, talk to me about some pretty personal stuff, whether it be about his kids or his daughter or his wife you know, about some serious stuff. And I mean, I, I've tried to, you know, conversate and give probably the best advice I could, especially if he has a daughter and she's like a young female, like, you know, I've been there. And so, yeah, some guys do go in there like a, it's a, a therapy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like part of your job is being a therapist for people? Yeah, I, I do. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, for you, stripping was a last resort. And if you do, do you think you would have become a stripper had it not been like the only option? Um, well, yes and no, just because when I was younger, like in high school, um, the idea of stripping just did sort of appeal to me. I just thought it was cool. I was like, oh, that's neat. I'm actually, I grew up being a ballet dancer Ooh. So I, yeah, I actually wanted to um, move to New York City and be in the ABA. Um, but back then I used to be really hard on myself and I was like, there's no way that I'm too short. They're not going to let me do that. And this was the time before social media and the internet and before like YouTube. So, you know, I couldn't get perspectives or different people's stories. You know, it was different back then. So, yeah, I kind of gave up on that but yeah it's kind of funny it's like I always knew I wanted to grow up and be a dancer <laughs> but I'm not exactly the kind of dancer I wanted to be but um yeah and it's funny because the fact that I'm 31 I'd be at the end of my ballet dancing career that's I'd be true. having to do something else like it, that's it like when you're in your early 30s usually you get an injury or it's just it is pretty hard on your body to be a ballet dancer so it, yeah i I probably avoided some serious injury because I didn't do that professionally. But um, as far as it being like the uh, last resort, uh, yeah, like I said, yes and no, because at the time I knew I, you know, I needed a job and I needed to make money. But um, like the fact that it is good money and it's a lot of money, I genuinely do enjoy it. And I, do, I don't hate men. I love men. I feel like to do that, you you have to love men. If you hate men, you're probably going to be just like a hideous bitch and mean and just rude, you know, and they don't go in there for someone that's going to be rude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would definitely be me as a stripper. I just can't deal with men. Be a dom. Ooh, true. Yeah, and there are some men, like, I haven't seen it recently, but some girls do go in there dressed all, like, dominatrix style, and, you know, there are some men that, you know, like that guy that liked me to be mean to him and the ball squashing guy. Like, yeah, I mean, there are some guys that are really into that. So. That's interesting. Yeah. So some quick questions. First, best stripper name you've ever heard? Like just one that's really stuck with you. I. It's funny because this is kind of more recent that I heard this. I heard from a guy that uh, this customer I had met back in Arizona that the most unique name that he had ever heard, which is the most unique name that I've ever heard, was a chick in California, and her, and her name was Felon. Felon. I love that. I love that. I've always 
you know, back in high school, I joked that my stripper name would be White Treasure. Is that a good stripper name or bad one? No, I actually, I think that that's pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one time in, in Arizona, um, I knew of this girl. Her name was Glitter Kitty. Glitter Kitty. I love that. Yeah, she was really into makeup and like really into makeup. And I think that she did do makeup on the side too, but she would always have a lot of like um on her eyelids, you know, she would have just her makeup done really good. But that was why it's because she liked makeup a lot. How do you come up with a stripper name? Well, I feel like sometimes you just pull them out of your ass. But for me, it I don't know. I, I feel like it usually, it just kind of is based on my personality at that point in my life. Like when I had my dreadlocks, I had a pretty nature girl type name. Like it was uh, actually Autumn. Autumn. You know, and I felt like that suited the way I looked. Um, and in Arizona, I went by Lacey because, you know, I had dyed my hair pink and I was going for that kawaii style. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I still, you know, I, I do. I still dress like that with my outfits at the strip club and stuff and outside. But I don't know, when I hear that name Lacey, it just sounds really like girly and cutesy. So, yeah, it just depends really. But yeah, I, I do stick with that name. And I always, and I do recommend when it comes to stripper names to pick something that's like simple and easy to remember because, yeah, the, they probably won't remember if it's something that, I don't know, some difficult to remember name, but something that's unique does help because, you know, I, I know there are a lot of very common stripper names that, you know, like, a lot of people like have. what? Candy? Brandy? Like, Those um, are what come to my mind. Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. that's not what I thought of. Or um, what else is a common one? Maybe when hmm. I go to a strip or the strip club, I'm going to go up and be like, hey, what's your stripper name? And then just write it down. I mean, they'll probably away. just give you their stripper name. They probably wouldn't give you their real name. I know, That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, you could just say, you know, what's your name? And they'll give you the, you know, their dancer. It's actually called a dancer name. No one really says stripper name. But people usually say your dancer name. Oh. And on our um, applications um, and contracts, it says dancer name. And we put it, you know, so that's. Yeah, it's called dancer name. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Yeah, and then do you have, have any just in general um high heel tips? Break them in and buy them brand new and have them conform to your feet <laughs> cuz you can tell the difference like let's say for example if one were to forget their shoes at home or something, usually there's a lost and found box with shoes and or maybe sweaters. Just, you know, it's a lost and found box. And you find a shoe that's your size in there and you put it on. You can tell it doesn't feel right because they're conformed to someone else's feet. And honestly, I would have brought my shoes up here to show you because <laughs> they are like conform. They conform to your feet really well. Like I usually bang the my heels when I get them brand new for a while. When I after I first get them, I kind of bang the tip of like the where the toe is like on the floor, like with my foot in it. it it's hard to explain. Yeah, I, have to I show know what you, you mean. Yeah, to get my foot really like in there yeah. and just like stuck in there because. And I feel like that kind of depends on the kind of heel you get. The kind of heels I like to wear do not have a strap on the ankle. I just slip them on and off. It sounds very odd. A lot of times girls are like, how can you wear those? <laughs> like they're just comfortable for me. I just slip them on and off. It just has that little strap on the toe part. And they're like, I think, eight inches. Oh, my God. Oh. But yeah, once they conform to your feet, they're not really hard to walk in. You, they just have to conform to your feet. It's really not that bad. Okay. So are there any, like, preferred brands or, like, go-to places or? Um, well, as far as brands go, um, the shoes from a, a, a brand called Pleasure or Pleasures. Um, I think that's the brand of the shoes I have now. Um, but there are a lot of different kinds of shoes. Um, but I always get the same kind, and my shoes are always the black. I always just get those um and when you say like places to go to do you mean like stores because yeah well my in austin my favorite place is la rouge oh i know that place i i buy so much lingerie there 
Oh, really? Yeah, I love that place. And they have that little stamp card. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like La Rouge a lot. They have a lot of really cute things and things that actually fit me properly because, you know, the way my body is. They have a lot of different sizes and a lot of cool shoes and stuff. And back when, back in my early and mid-20s, at, when I would go to work, I used to dress like a raver. And guys really like that because I look like I'm ready to party so I would wear like those, um, like those raver fluffies. On I know my legs. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I would dress just like on one Halloween. It was like Halloween on a Friday, and I had those, I had like pink raver fluffies, the things on, and I was actually a flying pig because I got it from Pink Floyd, like when pigs fly. Oh, that's so cute. Right? Yeah, like guys liked that whole. <laughs> Yeah, because I look like I'm ready to party. And I made a lot of money dressed like that. So. Mm. I have a lot of friends in tech who would love a rave girl, anime girls, like, <laughs> maids. Yeah, since I dyed my hair pink again, I did get more, like, kawaii outfits. Like, I got just just this Tuesday, actually, I wore this cute little pink bra in, on each of the boobs. It's a cat face, like the shape of, like, you know, cut out cat face. That's so cute. And everyone was all like, that's so cool. Where'd you get that? That's cute. You know, so, yeah, the more unique your outfits are, the more attention you will get in a good way. Because guys like that, you know, and actually everyone does. And I feel like you're more prone, like, for girls to approach you and talk to you in a friendly manner. Not saying that they'd be mean, you know, at all, but, yeah, just because... Oh, you know, she looks unique and cute. Yeah, something and stuff. to talk about, probably. Yeah. So, and I guess my final question is how can you differentiate like a new stripper from someone who's been doing it for years? Are there any dead giveaways? Yes, usually. Um, uh, this is going to sound so terrible, but I feel like I can usually tell by a girl being a little too nice and too outspoken with the other girls because when a girl is like an experienced stripper usually she'll just if she goes to work at a new place she'll just keep to herself and make her money and you know more or less like wait for other girls to approach her uh to you know spark conversation or whatever but I've noticed it, it seems like more of the newer girls you know they're just like usually the first ones to be like talking to the other girls but I feel like that's kind of a dead giveaway and I feel like that sounds kind of horrible because it makes us sound like we're mean but we're really not it's just you know when there's a new girl you don't know if she's gonna be catty or rude or stuck up right and that's really unfortunate you know when, when someone is gets stuck up from dancing because I you know I feel like I've really tried to be humble and because of the way my life has been I feel like I, I can't be stuck <laughs> you know I've I've really tried to stay humble and I haven't even had to try I just you know I want to stay humble and not let so I'm surprised that it's more about like the personality versus like the dancing or the outfits or anything like that but dancing you can you tell in the dancing I guess <laughs> um not really like I feel like in my situation like when I first started dancing I was to this day I feel like I've never seen anyone that's worse than I because on stage I was stiff like really really stiff just because I was nervous and the first time I was on stage I was not sober like I just couldn't like you know me being the um introverted shy person I was I, I just couldn't yeah some um, liquid confidence I mean yeah but I but still I, I was still very stiff and it took me a long time to even get up the courage to start going up to guys to talk to them and get dances from them. Like that was another hurdle I had to get over too. And, um, but yeah, I mean, the dancing doesn't really matter as long as you look like you're having fun on the stage. Like I've even asked guys that and all of them have said, oh, it doesn't matter as long as she looks like she's having fun up there. So yeah, because I, I mean, I, I can't dance like for sh- I mean, besides ballet dancing, I, I can't dance for shit like that. Like, you know, and, and that's another thing is that depending on the kind of club you go to will depend on the kind of music that they allow to play. Is that um, the nicer clubs, they probably won't allow 
like rap or hip hop because they don't want to attract that kind of customer. And, you know, I understand that. And, um, yeah, because where I'm at right now, it's mainly a lot of EDM and dubstep. But, yeah, thanks to that reason, now I do like EDM because I've heard it on big speakers and now I know the way it's supposed to sound. Sounds I, a lot better when yeah. your body is shaking with it. That's yeah. what I've found. Yeah, and in my hometown, there's no rave scene or anything. I never went to one of those. I grew up going to punk rock shows. So moving to Austin, I got to hear that kind of music in the clubs, the way it's supposed to be heard over speakers. And where I'm at right now, it's like a big warehouse. So it's like, oh, perfect. But um, yeah, so now I like that kind of music. But um, Do you ever yeah. just like hear a song in the club and you're like, what song is this? Like, wait, I got to Shazam it or ask someone. Like, Yeah, definitely. I usually will go up to the DJ and ask him what the name of it is. That's um, so funny. Yeah, I've learned a lot of new music from being in uh, strip clubs because I, I didn't listen to music like that. Like I said, I was strictly into street punk. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have my steel toe boots and my fishnet stockings, and I had a mohawk for a while. And yeah. <laughs> Edgy. <laughs> well, do you have anything else, Emily? No, I just. I've loved this whole interaction. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Daisy, thank you so much for reaching out to us and for coming on and talking with us. Uh, this was, I feel like this is so educational. I feel like I know so much more. Same, same. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot. So yeah, really appreciate you being here today. Well, thank you for having me and I'll gladly come back on when you guys want me to, you know, if you guys will have me back. Uh, yes, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, cool, because I feel like there's a lot of other things I could talk I, about, too. I feel like but, like I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, my God, we've already taken so much time. But I have more questions. So we'll save that. Another episode. Yeah, we've only scratched the surface. Maybe, maybe after we've gone to a strip club. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you guys wanted to, you guys could come hang out at where I <clears throat> work at. I was going to ask you that yeah, like, after this. That place, I mean... Obviously, both of you are 21, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was probably a silly question. But, um, yeah, it's really nice in there. And they actually have really good drinks. Like, I don't know what you guys like to drink, but they actually have a really badass drink selection. And even the beer, I don't know if you guys like beer, but the beer on tap, like, they actually have Blue Moon on tap. And that was always my favorite beer. Oh, I and love I, Blue Moon. Yeah, and they actually give you the orange wedge, too. I don't know. I just think yes, that that's cool. I, I love know? it when they give you the orange wedge. Mm -hmm. I feel cheated when they don't. Yeah, no, they actually have really, really good drinks and really, really good drink specials there. And they have really good drink specials like throughout the day, you know. So, yeah, they keep the party going. And during different times of year, um, like I think on the Chinese New Year, they have sake and like the sake bombs. And, you know, like that place is real is actually really nice and it's really I'm good already and fun. starting a list of new questions. Oh, yeah, we are. We're definitely going to come visit you. Yeah, you should. Um yeah, no, you guys definitely should. You can follow us on Twitter at Candy Girl Pod or on Instagram at Candy Girl Podcast. While you're at it, you can also follow Daisy. Her Instagram is at beautifully.cosmic. Send us an email if you have any questions for us, for her. Uh, you can always shoot us a DM too. We love to hear from you guys. And uh, you'll hear from us again next Friday. Mm -hmm.